The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Some Sadducees, those who deny that there is a resurrection, came forward and put this question to Jesus saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us, if someone's brother dies, leaving a wife but no child, his brother must take the wife and raise up descendants for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first married a woman but died childless. Then the second and the third married her. And likewise, all seven died childless. Finally, the women also died. Now at the resurrection, whose wife will this woman be? For all seven had been married to her. Jesus said to her, the children of this age marry and remarry. But those who are deemed worthy to attain to the coming age and to the resurrection of the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. They can no longer die, for they are like angels, and they are the children of God, because they are the ones who will rise. That the dead will rise, even Moses, made known in the passage about the bush, when he called Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And he is not God of the dead, but of the living. For to him all are alive. Some of the scribes said in reply, Teacher, you have answered well. And they no longer dared to ask him anything. The Gospel of the Lord. Throughout the Gospels, we see Jesus kind of being set up by the Sadducees and the Pharisees to, to catch him to say something that they can somehow use against him. Very often, they're trying to trick questions, and that's what we have in the Gospel today. And, you know, for myself, sometimes to try to figure out what's the difference between the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They're not the same. It's like I don't know, think of Republicans and Democrats. You know, they, 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 it's very hard to get them on the same page. What is something that keeps them bonded together? It's really trying to catch Jesus in something that they can use against him. But what really distinguishes them is that the Sadducees do not believe in the resurrection. I remember to distinguish the Pharisees and the Sadducees because it's very sad, don't you see? To not to believe in the resurrection is a very sad thing. But because in the first five books of the Bible, which the Sadducees only hold to, there's no mention of the resurrection. And Jesus uses their trick question to really raise the truth of the reality of God, that he is God of the living. When God appeared to, to Moses, he was the God of Abraham, of Jacob, of, of the living, not the dead. 
And it, and it brings really to the forefront for us at the end of every liturgical year, we have in our readings these, these end times. And it's supposed to also call to mind our particular end time. That we're not going to live forever. To have an eye towards eternity to, to help us live our present moment. At the end of last week, I was called to go to the hospital um, to, to, to visit a, a freshman college student. And when I got there, the mom met me and wanted to talk first. So we stepped into a waiting room there and she shared that he had been in and out of doctors and tests for the last two weeks and they were just diagnosed with a very rare form of cancer. Like one in 400, 400 people I think in the, either in the country or in the world have it. And the doctor said he, the chances are not good. One and 10. And I can remember when I went into the room seeing this young college student who seems healthy. He's sitting there looking at his phone and, and I remember just looking at him and said, I know that the, the doctor is saying the odds are against you. Mortality <laughs> is very real. I said, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for a miracle. And he said, one of the things we do is we're going to pray the Hail Mary. Because every time we pray the Hail Mary, we pray about now and the hour of our death. And this is your now moment. And we want to invite the Lord into this now moment for you. And we're going to throw the Hail Mary pass. God doesn't need a lot. He just needs a little faith. But he can do a lot with a little. Since that time, I've, I've placed myself like in the bed of that young man. As if I were there, how would that impact how I live my life, every hour of my life. I, I would be praying for, for a healing. I would be praying for a miracle, but I would also would be preparing. I would be preparing for that hour. And, and not, and I, and I think for me, like the struggle is, maybe the, or the tension is, you know, that, that it's not to prepare for it kind of like fire insurance. I don't want to go to hell. I, I want to prepare for it as something that I'm looking forward to. And, and I wonder, you know, are we looking forward to, to eternal life? We don't know how much time we have. I think for us, for most of us, it's kind of a distant reality. Maybe not even for us a reality. It's, just, it's something that's out there, but it doesn't touch us unless we've had some medical news that tells us that the clock is ticking. It makes real the clock is ticking. When I was down in Venice last year, I was anointing someone who had COVID, and they, they knew that their, their hours were passing by. And cognitively all there, very much aware of their situation. 
And, and, and with this one man, I, I told him, I said, we're going to pray the Hail Mary. And I stressed, you know, how important this now moment is. And then as we prayed the Hail Mary, he, he changed the words a little bit. He said, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of my death. And I said, let's pray that again, just like that. Now and at the hour of my death. I think it would be a powerful just meditation experience at some point, you know, maybe just to pray a decade of the rosary of just saying now and at the hour of my death, to bring that to the forefront and to be aware of what thoughts, feelings, fears, anxieties may arise, to, to entrust it to our Lord, to entrust it to our Lady, that it not be an hour of fear, but an hour that we know prepares us for eternal life, a graced, we pray now, a grace moment then, and that we may live this hour now with our all. And it's so easy to get distracted in the things of this world and the things that are coming up next on our agenda. But not just maybe with one eye to eternity, but both eyes, because we don't know the day and we don't know the hour. Amen?